0: hello and welcome to another episode of the Goodnight show with me your host daniel van kirk it's tuesday june 30th at 12 a.m or around 12 a.m rochelle illinois time and i am glad that you are here as we do when we kick off, kick off every show, I can speak. I promise. Um, it's been a long day. Uh, we in, we introduce and bring in our producer, Mr. Noah Eberhart. Noah, welcome to the show, and good night to you. Good night to you, Dan. Uh, We are covering, it's Tuesday, so we're covering pop culture history. But before we get into that, I want to remind everyone, you can become a part of this show with positive stories, sex and relationship advice, questions, or recommendations for things uh, for me to read, watch, or be entertained by in general. All you have to do is text or leave a voicemail at 609-955, that's 609-644-4855, or email me at thegoodnightpod at gmail.com. A reminder to everyone that on Thursday, July 16th at 6 p.m. Pacific time, I will be headlining at the Nowhere Comedy Club. It is a Zoom show. I'm going to be doing a lot of new material. Some of the newer stuff, if you've seen me do any shows in the past couple months, will be on there. Things that I'm working through. One story I have never told at a comedy show before will be happening as well. Tickets are only $10 for the first 100 people, $15 for everybody else after that. This show will probably sell out or at least get very close to it. So don't risk that. They do cap it. Make sure you get your tickets. This is a great way to support what I'm doing during this time and hopefully give you a night of having a a date night in or drive somewhere. Get your Wi-Fi out and watch the show that way or your data plan, whatever works for you. I would just love to see you there. Just go to NowhereComedyClub.com. I'm right there on the calendar for June 16th. Guess what? The Game Night Show is happening. So when we are doing this, I think it. I'm going to have to double check. We might already be sold out. But if you want to be a part of my Game Night, just email the goodnightpod at gmail.com. Put DVK Game Night in the heading and let me know if you are interested. It's Thursday, July 9th and friday july 10th they are both in the early evening time i think it's like 4 30 my time on thursday and, and that'd be la time and then i think it's six o'clock my time on friday so we mixed mix it up a little bit very limited no more than 15 spots for each because it's not a show it's a hang and uh you can get details by going to my social media or if you email us you'll get details and even if it is sold out we will probably do this again in the future. And if you email me, you will already have first option at getting tickets. Okay. It is the week in pop culture history. So let's dig right in. Monday, June 29th, Marilyn Monroe marries Arthur Miller in 1956. Monroe's popularity as a sex symbol and Miller's reputation as an intellectual led to the headline, Egghead egg Weds Hourglass. They divorced five years later and 18 months after Monroe After that, Monroe died. Monroe's first marriage was to her high school sweetheart, James Doherty. In 1942, when she was 16 years old, they divorced after four years. How old was he? That feels problematic. Monroe's second marriage was to Yankee star Joe DiMaggio in 1954. She announced her divorce from him 274 days after their wedding. But a little fun fact. He was in love with her till the day he died, I believe, because I think he bought the crypt next to hers at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery or wherever they are at. Um, Another interesting thing, when I was a young child, my uncle Ken told me that Marilyn Monroe was originally named Norma Jean Doherty and that she was his cousin. And I believed him for years. And it wasn't until just now reading this that I understand he was making that joke because at one point she was last named Doherty. And now I'm wondering, was he joking? <laughs> 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 what if he's let me just be like, Yep, you got me, but really it's real. I have no I have so many maybe maybe related by marriage. Maybe that's well, what yeah, I'm it would like. have to be by marriage. Yeah. But I'm gonna the urge I have to call Uncle Ken right now is crazy. On this date, also June 29th, it's the anniversary of the, of the first iPhone being released. Yeah, they used to do it in the summer. In 2007, the first Apple iPhones went on sale in stores for the first time, as people lined up and waited outside shops for days. The long-anticipated phone featured a touch a touch screen with no keyboard, Wi-Fi access, a camera, and the ability to browse the web. CEO Steve Jobs expressed his belief that the Tablet traditional PDAs were not a good direction for Apple to head, despite receiving many requests for Apple to create another PDA. He believed that cell phones were going to become important devices for portable portable information accesses. Uh, yeah, S- Steve was difficult to put it lightly, I think, but um, a true visionary. The 29th is also the anniversary of Batman Comics' Dick Grayson, a.k.a. Robin, is orphaned. On June 29, 1940, the Flying Graysons, a family tra- trapeze group consisting of Mother Mary, Father John, and son Dick, were performing their show at Haley Circus when crime boss Tony Zuko sabotaged their trapeze, killing Mary and John and leaving Dick orphaned. Bruce Wayne was at the circus that night, as millionaires are wont to do, and per- and decided, by today's standards, he's a billionaire, right? He must be, yeah. He has to be. Yeah, I would think so. But they said millionaire then, but now that seems almost trivial. Um, And he decided to take Dick under his wing. (laughs) Mm. That's a pun if you know comics. Thus, because he's Nightwing. Thus, Robin was born and he avenged his parents by bringing Zuko to justice. Dick Grayson, one of the more complicated heroes in all of comic books, really but I did not know people love him. There's people who hate him. He got killed at one point, but that wasn't the original Dick Grayson. It was another Robin that they, it's a whole thing. Let's move on Tuesday, June 30th. Spider-Man 2 premieres. For a long time, this was my favorite comic book movie. Directed by Sam Raimi, the 2004 superhero film saw actors Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, and James Franco reprise their roles. It earned $783.8 million worldwide and won an Academy Award for Best Visual Effects. Also on June 30th, is the anniversary of the first Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. The first Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest was held on what was designated the 100th anniversary of the invention of the hot dog, or a chubby Bessie. It was won by 400-pound Walter Paul, a 32-year-old truck driver, who ate 127 hot dogs in an hour. It was covered, uh, oh, we covered this on the, what I'm about to say next, uh, the Tunguska, Tunguska event, which we covered on a mystery, a Patreon mystery back in May 15th. So if you're a Patreon subscriber, you already know about this. If you want to hear about it, join up. The Tunguska event, a 12.5 megaton explosion, occurred in central Siberia, Russia. The cause is undetermined, although the common belief is that an asteroid or comet burst in the sky. The energy of the blast was about a thousand times that of the bomb dropped on Hiroshima and knocked people off their feet hundreds of miles away. This is the largest impact event on earth in recorded history they say that because we feel like we got a big one before people were recording things wednesday july 1st the first u.s olympic games in 1904 the first the first summer olympic games in the u.s was held in st louis missouri they were most notable for a major cheating scandal during the marathon that's that's the st louis part of it fred lord's team usa finished a marathon in three hours and 13 minutes, far and away faster than any other competitor. He accomplished the feat by hitching a ride with a passing car for nearly 11 miles of the race. He had already posed for photos with then first daughter Alice Roosevelt before race officials discovered that he had cheated. He received a lifetime ban, which was lifted just a year later. What? He would win the Boston Marathon the next year. That's the most Boston thing about this. Let him in. So, Which isn't even a Boston dialect. So uh, didn't someone just break? Did someone just break? I initially wanted to say the two-hour mark for a marathon. That's a good question. I I know that people have been trying to break that for a long time. Then someone did. Someone did it. Can you imagine if that person could go back? and run in the Olympics in 1904, people would think that they're a superhero. It would blow people's minds. Uh, Thursday, July 2nd, Airplane premieres in 1980. The parody film was directed and written by David Zucker and Jerry Zucker, and Jim Abrahams starring Robert Hayes and Julie Haggerty. The film grossed over $83 million in North America. We're gonna break down some more stuff for July 2nd, but I'm gonna take a quick break first. We'll be right back. The Dress-Up Gang is a heartwarming, hilarious, and absurd show about Donnie, a sweet childlike man, and Corey, a dad-like deadbeat crashing on his couch. Their friends in the courtyard are played by Annie McDowell as herself and comedians Brent Weinbach, Frankie Quinones, Chase Bernstein, and more. All of their friends have nice butts, if you must know. Well, what's it about? Well, in one episode, Donnie takes a baby skunk in named Wonko, but Wonko is so cute that his neighbor will do anything to get his hands on Wonko to impress his mistress. So yeah, there's stories like that. The show is like warm soup on a cold day with someone to kick to it. While you're stuck inside your house, you might as well stop by ours. The Dress Up Gang is available on the TVS app, Video On Demand, and YouTube TV. V. Are you looking for a way to let everyone know that you're serious about social distancing, staying safe, and being smart, but you want to look good at the same time? Check out Real Day Design. They have a variety of shirt styles that look and feel great while also sending the message that you care about your health and you care about the people around you. Choose from a short sleeve or long sleeve tee, crew neck sweatshirt, or even a football jersey style t-shirt. Any option is perfect for looking good and feeling comfortable in your own home or on a walk. But letting people know you are part of the social distancing club doesn't just have to be worn. You can show everyone in your Zoom meeting where your priorities lie with a social distancing club coffee mug so quarantine but make it fashion by visiting real day design online at bonfire.com store slash real hyphen day hyphen design hyphen co again that's real day design online just go to bonfire.com and search for real day design Okay, we are back and we are into July 2nd. The first Walmart opened in Rogers, Arkansas. Who knew where we would end up then uh, or end up now coming from then? In 1950, businessman Sam Walton purchased a store from Luther E. Harrison in Bentonville, Arkansas. You don't hear much about Luther. And opened Walton's 5 and 10. The Walmart chain... Uh, proper was founded in 1962 with a single store in Rogers expanding outside Arkansas by 68 throughout the rest of the Southern United States by the eighties. And then it just grew to what we know now. Um, by 2010, the chain had over 11,000 stores in 28 countries. Okay. July 3rd. This is a great one. It's the anniversary. My friend Rory would love this. Back to the Future releases in the U.S. in 1985. The science fiction adventure comedy was directed by Robert Zemeckis and starred Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, and Leah Thompson. It was the highest grossing film of that year and went on to earn three Oscar and four Golden Globe nominations. It's also Tom Cruise's birthday on July 3rd. Cruise was born in Syracuse, New York in 1962, which puts him at what, 40, 50? Eight fifty. he's gonna he's turning 58 this year the academy award nominated actor because he hasn't won should have won i don't know who he was up against but so good in interview with a vampire the academy award nominated act, actor it and like born on the fourth of july we could keep going he's known for films as top gun Born on the third of july um, yes <laughs> there you go uh the mission impossible franchise a few good men jerry Maguire, and vanilla sky all right so what we'd like to do here is we want to dig in as we normally do. We take like a bigger topic and we just decide like, Hey, that kind of made us think of this. Let's look at other stuff like that or do a list. It's just fun that I like to do at the end of these, I uh, say back half, I should say of these episodes. So what we're going to do in honor of the Nathan's hot dog eating contest and its anniversary, and now it happens every 4th of July, we're going to look at 20 of the world's most bizarre competitions. So let's dig in. It says if you have a wailing baby, a cockroach that moves at lightning speed, a desire to smash pumpkins, or really strong toes, then these are for you. All right. So let's dig in. Number twenty: the Naki Sumo Baby Crying Competition. Yeah, if you're a parent of an infant, you know that the biggest concern in their high pitched cries and are are is their high pitched cries and fuss. You try to calm their best down. But here at the Nakasumo Baby Crying Festival, it's a ritual celebrated in Sensoji Temple in Tokyo every year. At the festival, each child is accompanied by a sumo wrestler who will make them ball. That that seems not great. A few of the Japanese people have been practicing this tradition for hundreds of years now. The word Nakisumo originates from the Japanese proverb nakukowasodastu which roughly translates to crying babies grow fat. (laughs) Uh, During the sport, a sumo wrestler gets on the stage, but not for fighting. They hold the baby in their arms and will try to scare them into crying. The wrestlers often wear eerie masks and yell, cry, cry, cry. That's 20, y'all. That's 20. Let's look at 19. It's the World Worm Charming Championships. Yes, there is a competition called the World Worm Charming Championships, which is hosted by Williston County Primary School in Williston, a small village in England, every year on one of the Saturdays in June. I love that it's just indeterminate. Uh, particip- participants from all the world come to charm as many worms as they can. The participants call themselves wormers. Three people form a group, a charmer, a picker, and a counter. They are given a square meter of field to grunt as many worms as they can in under 15 minutes. So, I I don't know how that would work, but I would... think you try to create vibrations on the ground or or something like that, and if you do it the right way, worms will kind of... Whatever. I would just put a drink in my hand and watch this all day. Number 18, I've heard of this one. The the White World Wife Carrying Championships. Mm Mm-hmm. The origins of the competition can be traced to the 19th century when, according to legend, a man named Herco Rosvo Ronkanen believed to be a forest-dwelling thief, <laughs> yes, is accused of stealing women, no, from their husbands in villages in the dead of night, carrying them on their backs and marrying them. Marrying seems like way too nice of a term for what happened there. Um, the contest has a set of rules to be followed. The women to be carried can be anyone, but needs to be at least 18 years old. That's good. And weigh a minimum of 108 pounds. If the weight of the woman is less than 108, then officials will balance it by adding a rucksack with additional weights. How many? Wouldn't you just go to 108? So, right. Okay. Number 17 is the World Championship Pumpkin Chunking, Smashing Pumpkins Like There's No Tomorrow. Played in the USA, the Pumpkin Chunkin is a competition of chunking. People, This was the thing on the Office Ladies podcast, chunking and chucking. Chucking a pumpkin from a distance. Usually, it's held every year in autumn um, when the pumpkins are harvested. The participants can use catapults, slingshots, so many different things that they want uh, and other machines. To crash the pumpkins out of towering steel and aluminum barrels, the event registers a huge fan following. Why wouldn't this? This sounds awesome. These are all the things I want to see on the Ocho while we're at it. Number 16 is the Monkey Buffet Festival. It's not what it sounds like. It's actually giving back to our great ancestors. So don't worry, we're not talking some Temple in the Doom stuff. Thousands of tourists gather to feed feral monkeys in the uh lap province aptly known for the city of monkeys north of bangkok every year there's a city this might be the same one i don't know but there's a city in thailand right now where monkeys have overtaken it there's entire sections of the city that they just wow. gave to the monkeys there's like over six thousand monkeys in this town and they can't That's incredible yeah they can't uh they can't like hold it they like giving parts of the city back to them and i'm like go for it do it um but this is a festival with a variety of foods. It's a big buffet, and they just feed all the monkeys. Local chefs chime in. It's like a big deal. I love it. Okay. 15, cockroach racing. That's exactly what it sounds like. Just some people getting together to race cockroaches. It's dubbed the greatest gathering of thoroughbred cockroaches in the world. I don't know. 14, I'm here too for this rock paper scissors league and it gets intense. People think it's a game for kids, but they are wrong. The champion of this game wins $50,000 in cold, hard cash. I, If someone has this, they can find on YouTube, send it to me. I, You guys come on. Good night gang. Come through and let me know um, where I can watch some rock paper scissors. Number 13 is the Gurning Championships. The ugliest face wins. And the pictures of these guys, I'm going to say this wholeheartedly, they look like pirates from the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. (laughs) Am I wrong? They look like that mixed with like Three Stooges or something. (laughs) They look like human caricatures. Yeah. Uh the gurning championship is a rural English tradition. They got some goof ones over there where contestants frame their faces with a horse collar and turn to look and gurn to look ugly or unconventionally beautiful. That's not an I like that based on your philosophical bend. It's people competing to just look goofy as all hell. Number 12. I don't know about this. Chess boxing. Yeah. The sport challenges the body and the mind. It is, it is fought in 11 alternate rounds of chess and boxing, starting with four minutes of chess and three minutes of boxing and so on. To win, you need to be good at both disciplines. Or I would say it could be hilarious if both people are bad at both of those things. Oh, yeah. That, I'd be more apt to watch that. Um, number 11 is the Great Carnesboro Bed Race. And it's also what it sounds like, I guess. You get like some form of a gurney and you race other people. Yeah. I think it started here in 1966, the first of its kind. Okay, I'm down for a bad race. Number 10, be wearing competitions. This looks like some wicker man shit. This is... A rather dangerous bee wearing or bee bearding competition is held in China every year in which the participant that carries the heaviest swarm of bees is declared their victor. No. No, thanks. So, so far, we're going to put at least the face people and the bees into like, you can look on Instagram to see this stuff. Maybe a couple more as we go along here, but uh, we'll have a separate post where if you want to see some of this stuff, because it's, that be i that be i'm gonna have a nightmare about that bee thing here's one i love number nine it's the world stone skimming competition definitely not weirder than wearing bees but whatever i believe this takes place in in mackinac island oh but here no this is saying that um it says do you remember the days when you sat by the lake if by any chance you're a master stone skipper it's scotland for the world stone skimming can you skip stones noah I'm moderately okay at it. I'm not I'm not a world champion. My grandpa taught uh, it to me at a very young age, and I, I've always been very good at it. I love doing it. Uh number eight is the Toe Wrestling Championships. We'll put that picture on. That's all you need to know about what's happening there. It is unattractive or depending on who you are, extremely attractive. <laughs> number seven is the air guitar competitions, party like a rock star save money on the strings. This is a big Deal. Some people get really into this and it is an art form. If you watch the air guitar competition, you'll come away from it. If you've never seen it being like, Oh, that's very cool. (laughs) It's crazy how much you respect it after watching it. Number six is extreme ironing. No, thank you because it has to deal with people jumping out of planes and ironing clothes in the air. Can't you just enjoy it? Do we have to up (laughs) everything to a weird place now, some things, I'm fine with it. Get as weird as you want. Sex. But also, just you're already fly, falling down to the earth. Take it in. If you get to the point where you're like, I think I want to iron up here. You need something else. to You've passed skydiving. You need to yeah. transition to base jumping or something. Um, number five, the world beard and mustache competitions. <laughs> just when I think we don't have another picture to add for this Instagram post we're going to put out. This is insane what these beards look like. The World Beard and Mustache Association has been conducting this championship since 2004 in which men flaunt their healthy and lengthy mustaches and beards. The first such contest was, however, held in 1990 in Germany. Oh, The stress I would have if I put that much time into my beard. There was a kid in high school who had the longest rat tail. And I just always (laughs) thought you're giving people too much power. If somebody just came up and cut that. That'd be a great championship. The longest rat tail yeah. championship. Every yeah. every year, though, somebody would probably keep winning. Number four, the, chow, the cow chip tossing championship. Exactly what it sounds like. The cow chip tossing championship is usually a game where you need to throw a piece of dried buffalo dung the farthest distance. That's it. The person who chips, uh, whose chip flings the longest is crowned the winner. Hundreds of people, including young and old, flood to the competition in... Yes, Texas. Number three, the cheese rolling championships. Now, this was featured on ESPN, the Ocho, and they did a whole like 30 for 30 ESPN 60 type thing about it. Essentially what it is, everybody gets to the top of this hill. They drop a wheel of cheese down, and then everyone runs down and tries to catch it, and people get really hurt. It got so big that they had to stop doing it. It doesn't exist. I mean, that that is a steep hill. I would not want to run full force down Yes, it is extremely dangerous. The game begins when the Master of Ceremonies releases a nine-pound wheel of double Gloucester cheese. I hope I said that right. Which rolls at a speed of 70 miles per hour. The competitor who gets first downhill will be rewarded with chunks of cheese. It's just some weird shit they're doing. Number two, World Pancake Racing Championships. What does that even mean? I don't know. Pancake racing is part of England's quirky tradition. However, its genesis is shrouded in mystery. It seems to have multiple origins. The, see, unlike a chubby Bessie, the race is conducted to celebrate the start of Lent. During the Second World War, the custom was revived. At pancake race, contestants run holding a frying pan with a pancake in it. As they run, they toss the pancake in the air so that it flips and lands back in the pan on the other side. People will form a team of two or four. Each member will run along a short course, stop to flip their pancake four times, pass it to another person on the team. The entire team, which crosses the finish line, are declared winners. However, they must ensure that the pancakes have landed safely. Man, we've had times when people were just bored. for, and i It's great. Number one, the World Egg Throwing Championship. Yes, this is actually a thing. Born in 2006 at Swanton, England. So it's not just stuff that's been around forever. People are still creating things like this. The egg-flinging games comes in various categories. In one of the categories, a, two, a team of two will throw and catch eggs from a greater distance. In a static relay, a team of 11 members will pass the egg down the line as swiftly as possible. Every year in my family, we do a uh, family reunion. And even this year, a couple people got together at a safe distance to continue some of those traditions. We've been doing it since 1943, I believe. Uh, We have an egg toss. I've never won it. Some people cheat. At least that's the theory. How do you cheat? uh, You hard boil your egg. Uh, Oh. You're allowed to bring your own egg? No. They they sneak in a hard boiled egg and be Uh, like, oh, that's the egg you gave me. (laughs) <laughs> i know that's very that's i know very the funny thing is, is like everyone finds out because when you're like 50 yards away and chucking an egg at someone and they're still catching it it's like come on guys we we get <laughs> it we know what's happening here but uh yeah so i guess the number one thing is something i've already been doing my whole life but those are all of the most bizarre um uh competitions and I hope you dug them. If you know of one or any, if you've done any of those, email me and let me know. Otherwise, I'll see you tomorrow night. But tonight's episode of The Good Night Show was produced by Noah Everhart. It was engineered and mixed by Brendan Lynch Solomon with production assistance from Ben Ziper and Lisa Rubin. The theme music was composed by Chad Bouchard and the artwork was created by CM Dugan. Check out more of his work at cmdugan.com. If you enjoyed tonight's show, you can get more content at patreon.com slash thegoodnightshow. There you can sign up for The Good Night Show weekend edition as well as exclusive weekly episodes of some of our favorite topics plus you can get a super cut of this entire week's worth of shows as well as access to the entire back catalog of the hindsight podcast there are three patreon tiers available and the most comprehensive option is less than ten dollars a month your support matters and is greatly appreciated one simple way to support is to rate review and subscribe on itunes and tell everyone you know about this little show thank you again for listening i'm daniel van kirk and remember no man is a failure who has friends good night